welcome back into the Sporting Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, you have your gracious host, me, myself, and I. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I think I'm the best host out there. And then, of course, oh. <laughs> some disagreement from my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the no belly button, having giant himself, Travis. What's up? What's up? I mean, you just kind of sound self, self-entitled, kind of like a little someone that all eyes are on tonight. As he just said, I personally think I'm the greatest basketball player ever. Well, after tonight, <sighs> there's no debate because he has another notch. He has another record. He has another point, and it's that easy. Unlike LeBron, I haven't earned it yet. LeBron's earned it. Someone who's barely top 200 in player defensive rating all time is not the GOAT. I'm sorry. But he just has. This is an offensive leak. He's about to break the record tonight, right? So. But great record to break, but still not the GOAT to me. But all eyes are on him. He needs 36 points tonight. They play tonight at 10. And there's a lot of media in there. A lot of LeBron's friends and family from Akron are there. Uh, yeah, gonna happen because that's what's gonna happen. But it'd be really funny if they didn't happen, <laughs> right? He just has an awful game, goes out there and puts up two points, and then it's like, yep, uh, I guess I'm done for the night. All the people that spent like ten times normal price of a ticket because they thought this was the game that just wasted their money, right? Oh, well, imagine it. Oh, that would be heartbreaking. But funny. Lakers play the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. So, I mean, this could be a little shootout because Shea Gilchrist Alexander. I was going to say, Gilchrist Alexander could could pop off. And Josh Giddy's that dude, too. Mm. He's like a mini Luka. Not quite as good, but he's he's good. I mean, with Luka now having a pairing mate, do you think that does better or worse for Luka? I think it does good it's good it's good for the mavericks honestly do all right this this is gonna let me let me explain this all the way from like outside of the top three teams in the west like seeds four through like the rest of the west (laughs) they're like four games separated so one little three game losing streak and the mavs are out on the outside looking at whereas i think them getting Kyrie cements them in the playoffs but i don't know I was so I, think, so, I think it, so I think it moves the needle there as far as cementing their playoff status and everything, but I don't know if it moves the needle championship wise. But oh, oh, but Luca did say that the Mavs are not done in free agency and they're starting to make another big splash. Which I think if they can get like their eighth, ninth, or tenth in the rotation with some first round picks and get a guy that can start at big over Powell and move Powell to the bench, that's a team to watch out for. Though. But I mean, would would they be considering some young big, or do you think they'd just go with like a proven big, like um, um, Serge Ibaka, even though he's not really eh anymore? But like that style of play, I, that yeah, you know. I think they go for a, a legit guy. I think they're. I think they might end up with John Collins from Atlanta, or. Phoenix was Phoenix was the team that was that almost I'm honestly really surprised uh, that Brooklyn didn't accept Phoenix's offer. They sent him Chris Paul, um, some other player I can't remember, and then a first round pick. Yeah, that's surprising because I figured Kyrie would been, rather have that. Kyrie too. Booker and Aiton. <sighs> yeah, DeAndre Aiton, <laughs> young and up and coming. So like, I'm surprised that. Yeah, I personally to get like a Chris Paul back. Sure, 
he's Paul, old, Paul's but like he's off a cliff this year, though. But still worth some value, um, just for his leadership alone. I mean, look how he took Devin Booker under his wing and shaped him into the player. And you can't tell me that he didn't do that. He didn't help with the progression of Booker and showing him the mentality and what you had to do. Like, there's a reason they stopped Paul to Kobe many years ago. There's a reason that was denied. Yeah, it's because they knew that if they put them together, there was a real chance that LeBron's championship run doesn't start until a couple years after, and then it becomes a lot harder for him to take be on. the face and the yeah, <clears throat> exactly harder for him to be the face of uh, goodness, the league and tr- the greatest I truly of all think time. The league and the media surrounding the league really, really hampered Kobe's legacy. Uh, it's and it's crazy the fact that I think that like there's that much weight against it. And he still cemented himself as a top ten player all time. Whereas well, I think that he, he would be undoubtedly in everyone's top five if he had the two extra MVPs and the chance at another chip or two with Paul. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I mean, I don't know if any he would have ever passed Jordan, but with something like I don't, that. I don't think Kobe ever had a shot at being the GOAT, but I, don't I know. think that he would have had a legitimate. If he ended up with don't. two more chips, we're talking seven chips. <clears throat> seven chips, and if he had three MVPs to go with it. There's there's an argument depending yeah, on where he ends up on the scoring list and all pro. I, th- I think it would have taken him not being injured the towards the end of his career. Well, he might not have had to play so hard if he, he didn't have trash he, teammates. Was, that is very true. He he had his he had his run. All the little nitpicking injuries didn't really slow him down. The Achilles just really slowed him down when he he wasn't ever this. He bounced back from every injury he ever had, but when he got when he came back from the Achilles, he was he wasn't the same person. Didn't he like rip or tear his Achilles and then still went out and shot two free throws? Yes, he did. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, like yes, he did. That's a mentality right there. That's not something he made that, it too. Yep, that's not <laughs> something. Uh, LeBron has to get carried off the court for a cramp. I'll give you that. I'll give you LeBron is wore his rotor cuff his labrum and his right shoulder on his shooting arm and then went out, he taped it up and went out there and started shooting left-handed and and he made two out of three shots. And then they told him, and then the Lakers forced him to sit because he was hurting himself more. He even hit a turnaround jumper from like 15 feet out over somebody. (laughs) Exactly. He was that good though. He could easily go out there and play like Larry bird. He said, I'm going to play a whole game with just my left hand and went out there and did it. Um, no, I think I think Larry Bird holds one of the top five most disrespectful slash badass moments in sports. It's right up there with Curry shooting, pulling up and shooting a three over somebody from twenty feet behind the arc and just turning around like it's in before it even gets close to the hoop. Not even watching it, going just knows it's in. Tiger Woods hitting hitting that putt from like twenty feet away. He just hits turn around right. and shakes the hand. Yep. And then I, I'd say those two are top five. I think, but when Larry walked into um, all-star weekend for at a chance at his third straight three-point title contest. He walked into the locker room right before the event. He's like, which one of y'all is coming in second? Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> and then backed it up. <laughs> and then, Oh yeah. Uh, my other favorite Larry Bird was he went out there and he said um, he didn't play the three-point contest one year and a uh, person won it and said, Larry, you know, I would have beaten Larry. And then he was like, Larry Bird, you know where to find me. And Larry Bird responded with, yeah, at the end of the Bulls bench. 
And I was just like, yep. oh my fucking God, Larry, you're a savage. I think it's crazy to think that Larry did all that in 13 years and only nine of them are really healthy. And yeah, he had a lot of back problems. If he could have had a 15, 16 year career and had 13 healthy years. Mm. I don't, I don't, there's a no, there's literally a mind boggling stat from Larry that I don't think anyone talks about. Oh, what's that? The entire decade, 1980 through 1989, he finished top four or top three in every single MVP vote. No I say about that. give that man the respect he deserves. He's top five. Let's go. He, we, we would, we could legit like a healthy back half of Larry Bird's career. We could be having a very serious conversation about a white boy being the best basketball player ever. Yeah. I don't know. Jordan was pretty magical and mystical. Jo- Jor- I mean, don't, the, only, the only knock at that point would be Larry is not the same caliber defender as the other guys we talk about. Right. Now, the one thing that kind of has been swaying me more on the GOAT talk is when we broke down Wilt Chamberlain's career. I'm going a little bit more towards Wilt as number one on my, like, my top five all time. Like, I've been shifting players around. I, I'm getting more and more towards Wilt Chamberlain being the GOAT over Michael Jordan, which I... I don't like Wilt. I like Kareem. You like Kareem over him? I really? go Jordan, Kareem, and then LeBron. Why Why Kareem, though? Kareem's just because the way that we enshrine basketball players, it's the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. So everything that you did right. in college and internationally, and Olymp- so internationally and other professional leagues or, and or the Olympics counts in yep. the FIBA tournaments. And he, Kareem won three national titles. He won the Olympics. He won six championships as well while going to 10, like LeBron. He also has six MVPs. He only has two finals MVPs, but he uh, also defensive player of the year. Wasn't a, wasn't something that wasn't an award until the eighties. And there was many years where Kareem during the seventies led the league in blocks and rebounds. So it's safe to say that he would have a couple defensive player of the year awards. Um, and he's also been the all-time leading scorer for 30-some since he retired right. over 30 years. And he's also top three in rebounds all-time. Right. So he, okay. he's, just, he's just got the resume that stacks up. <clears throat> well, I mean. Le- LeBron's got some nice longevity stats, but literally the only stats that he can best Jordan and Kareem in are literally longevity stats. Everything else Heavy, heavy to Jordan and Kareem. Well, I mean, to be 38 years old and still averaging 30 points a game right now is That's impressive. Don't get me wrong. That is very impressive. That's what happens when you switch from jersey number 23 to 6. That's what happens. (laughs) You get that youth in you. I mean, I got got an argument some dude on, on the internet on Facebook the other day about LeBron and his overrated defense and... Dudes tried to tell me that he's a great defender, very versatile and elite defender. And I was like, he's not versatile and elite. 
And he do try to say he's been one of the top five defenders in the league individually. The no. league just doesn't like it since he's been in the league. I'm like, all right, no. pulled it. I pulled it up. It was like he has finished top ten in player defense defensive rating one time in his entire career. One time. And it wasn't the year everyone thought that he should have won defensive player of the year in twenty thirteen when Marcus Saul won it. It was uh <clears throat> it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine season. The year that Kobe won the or no, it was the year that he won an MVP, but Dwayne Wade should have won it, but um, he he's an overrated defender. I think people just got see the highlights of chase down blocks and think he's a great defender when he's not. Six total all defensive teams in twenty years—that's thirty percent of your career. You're worthy of being discussed as a great defender in the league. That ends the conversation right there. You know what I mean? Kobe played. Kobe wasn't even playing enough minutes to be eligible for those awards his first two seasons because there was an All Star and that uh, um, that played the same position on his team and Nick Van Exel and then was hurt the last three and a half seasons of his career. So there was literally like a fifteen year window for Kobe, and he still did it twelve times. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, and then Duncan did it fifteen out of nineteen. Again, it's longevity though, and that's why he's going to break the record tonight. And get another notch in his um, in his but, hat. But th- but that's why I have it because you know before the last two seasons, I'd, I I didn't even want to put LeBron in my top five. I always kept putting him at like seven or eight. Would switch him in between him and Duncan depending on how I was feeling that day. But <laughs> him getting those kind of stats. That's that's why I break it down when we're talking about trophy case and individual accolades and what you accomplished. Nobody's trophy case can compare to Jordan and Kareem's. It's not even close. There's an entire Hall of Fame career resume in between them two and everybody else as far as what they have on everyone. Wilt has like individual records that he can claim, but when Wilt played other top teams or top guys, he faded. Especially right. like Wilt was a force his first like seven, eight years in, in the league, and then he fell off a lot. People don't look at that, but he did. He fell off a cliff after like year eight. Um, but but then after that you look at people who also have four chips four mvps and everything Mm -hmm. and it's longer list and yes most of those people have better defensive resumes than them than than lebron and everything but as far as it comes down to cumulative stats and bulk stats lebron wipes everyone else on that list out so i moved him up to three that's why okay proud of you for for hopping off the hate train a little bit and giving some recognition to it. Um, speaking of recognition, I want to recognize this as one of the best Super Bowls we're going to watch ever, ever. Now, I love I love seeing the online thing like, oh, the script is out. If it ends 37, 34, um, that's not the script, guys. That's a wager that was placed and they put the finals. Like, that is not... Yeah, sure, it has the attendance. That's the stadium attendance. And guess what? Yeah, it's going to sell out. It's the fucking Super Bowl. That's not the script. If it ends that way, it happened to end that way. Second off, who are you taking, Chiefs or Eagles, in this? It's going to be an amazing game. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, Based on what I've seen during the playoffs, there is not anything I've seen that suggests that the Chiefs even have a chance. Just Mm -hmm. me. Just because the Eagles are so dominant on both sides of the trenches. That's what I was going to bring up. Um, now, do the Chiefs have a decent offensive line and a decent? 
they have good stars on the line. They have Creed Humphrey, who's a great center, and then they have Love him. and then they have Jones, who's a great defensive lineman. But mm-hmm. after those two, the rest of their lines are not the same caliber as that, whereas the entirety of the every single person on the offensive Eagles. line for the Eagles finished top 10 PFF at their perspective position, including ha- like three out of the five were top five. Yeah. Um, Jason Kelsey and if Travis we see, Kelsey. If we see brothers. like a couple members of the Eagles offensive line get hurt early on in the game. Scripted. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> <laughs> like I, off the top of my head, I can think of three Eagles linemen. I can't do that for the Chiefs. Like I, right off the top of my head, um, Lane Johnson, and Jason Andre Johnson. Dillard, Jason Kelsey. Like that, that's off the top of my head without even like looking at their team. But like you, all of them have been amazing for a while now. Um, Jason Kelsey has been blowing up more because of his podcast with his brother. Um, I can't do the same for the Chiefs. And you're right on the defensive side, it's it's clearly outmatched. And that's actually one of the things that I was going to bring up here is um, I just don't think they have what it takes. Like, do the Chiefs are the Chiefs good enough to hang? Yeah, yeah. I just like, and that's only because just, of Mahomes. It's just so hard for me to make guesses on this from what I see because I like. It's fan hard for me to the, bet the, against Andy. The, 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 fan, the fan in me wants to like just be unbiased and see what like see what logically should happen, but then there's the the part of my brain that says sports are rigged, and so it's just like hard to say because like if there if it was rigged, it's going to go in Kansas City's favor. Whereas like if we look at what we've seen, there ain't no way. Like, are the Chiefs one of the top three teams in the league? Sure, but the Eagles are just on a different level this year, as far as what we've seen. I'm sorry. Like, so I'm gonna. I'm, I'm like. I'm sorry. Eagles 34, Chiefs 24. Uh, I I almost agree. Let me let me throw this out there. Mahomes, 5200 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Jalen Hurts, 3700 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Isaiah Pachinko, 830 with 5 touchdowns. Miles Sanders, 1270 with 11. Travis Kelsey, 1338 with 12. AJ Brown, 1496 with 11. All 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 pro the, players the, the right only, there. The only ask, the only advantage that the Chiefs have is Mahomes. No, I don't even necessarily think that. Oh come on, I, I'm. I mean, Mahomes is better than Hurts, but I don't think it's like a huge advantage and like what something that they play and like be the outcome and the difference of the game. I just think that that thing that they have an advantage is that outside of a couple of the offensive linemen from the Eagles, no one on the Eagles. Have well, right now, they're projecting the Eagles to win by one and a half points. And remember, Vegas is very good at this. One and a half points. Now, this is where my complication comes down. Points per game. Chiefs are winning 29.2 versus 28.1. Total yards. Chiefs are winning 424 versus 404. But here's the big breakdown. Yards allowed. Chiefs, 351. Eagles, 215. Points allowed per game. Chiefs, 20. Eagles, 7. That's one of those things where it's like it's been absolutely dominant on having the Eagles and making sure that their defense is playing correctly. So, I mean, these are their last um, five games. 
in the regular season, they lost to Dallas 40 to 34. They went ahead and they still put up 34 points. Their defense gave up. And then Giants 22 to 16, 38 to 7, 31 to 7 against the 49ers. Sure, you can say about whatchamacallit uh, for uh, the the quarterback. But Hurts what that means, it. yeah. Hurts outplayed that whole team, period. Yeah, he. This makes me feel good as a Lions fan that we played them that close, that we played the Eagles that close during the stretch of the season where we were bad and we're during a one and eight stretch. Okay. Gotcha. So, and let me tell you, the lines are looking up on the, the top end of it. <laughs> so I'm, it's hard for me because I don't want to bet against Andy Reid. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches out there. Like I if there's a way already, to, there, I think there's already serious conversation about like t- serious warranted talks of Andy Reid being top five coach all time. I can accept. He's 100% undoubted. I don't think anyone would argue that he's not top 10. He's 100% top 10. I think think some people would already put him top five. Some won't. But if he wins another Super Bowl, you can't keep him out of the top five. He's top five. Exactly. And that's that's where I'm going to come from on this is like, I don't want to bet against Andy Reid. I do want to bet against the Eagles just due to the fact the inexperience at the head coaching level for such a big event that I think there's not many coaches who can game plan a second half and come back and win it if they're down by 17 or 20 like an Andy Reid knowing how to figure out an offense or a defense to counteract so that's where I'm torn because like I see this one and a half spread I obviously bet I bet on the games I'm doing a lot of player prop bets so like one of my player props is Kelsey gets a touchdown. AJ Brown gets a touchdown. Woo, big deal. Like they right. should. Um, Patrick Mahomes throws for three. Jalen Hurts uh, rushes for one. Uh, and then I have a parlay with a lot of different ones with like Isaiah Pachinko, uh, Miles Sanders, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantley. Um, but it's going to be a higher scoring game. And I think that's just a, you're not going to box up Mahomes forever he's especially he's in the big good. game he's gonna no matter, find a I way say, no matter how good a defense is the, the top qbs make a player too right even against the Bengals, who did an amazing job shutting him down he still put up 23 points like that offense still did 23 which is we take that so for granted we think 23 points is a low scoring game no 23 is actually a decent scoring game um so i that means your ki- your kicker missed an extra point somewhere. Yep, yep. Must be a Cowboys game. <laughs> I I'm not sure where I want to put my money line on or who I want to truly win this. And it's I keep flip flopping because one day I'll talk myself into the Eagles because of their defense and the fact that they're so good. And then the very next hour I'll be talking myself into the Chiefs because of Andy Reid. And it's just one of the things of like having that great of a coach. So I think that's where I'm going to lie is I think I'm going to stick with the chiefs on this one. I'm going to go 31, 28 chiefs, um, which might be wild sounding since, I mean, you guys just heard me read off the stats. The Eagles are allowing way less yards per game and way less points, but they're not playing Patrick Mahomes. They're not playing a Travis Kelsey at tight end. 
we're talking about the best tight end in the league right now and the best quarterback. So, right. Right. That's what outliers do you think should happen to make this game flow your way? You said Eagles on top. So what should happen to make the Eagles win versus what would happen if the Eagles lose besides scripted? I, I think, I think, like I said, when I started the trenches, like can they control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball? And if they do that, it's game over. But I, if, if the Eagles win, I expect big games from Hertz and Miles Sanders just because, I mean, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith are probably going to get theirs. They're going to do all right. But the chiefs, you know, they just, they played Jamar chase and T Higgins the game before, like they still, they got theirs. They did all right. And they still came away with the victory. So I don't think AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are going to be the difference in the game. I agree. It's going to be Sanders and Hertz plus and a little bit of Hassan Reddick and this big place. I'm calling it big place. Slay is going to get a game ceiling interception. That's actually who I was going to say. Game ceiling interception with like 30 seconds left calling it. I love it. I love it. And then for the chiefs to win, what do they need to do? Is it all the trenches? If they can get pressure on Jalen Hurst the way that they got to burrow, then that changes the entire game because don't be wrong. The Eagles defense is good, but if they're getting pressure on Hertz, installing the offense and keeping that defense out, then that defense can get tired in the second half. And then that's when the Chiefs get dangerous. If they can if they can force the Eagles into some three and outs that they're not used to getting in and get the and keeping that defense or the Eagles on the on the on the field for longer than they're used to. Get them tired. It could be a ball game. <laughs> okay, so you're saying they have to wear that defense out for them to legitimately have the shot i'm gonna say jones and that chris jones on the d-line is is gonna be the player okay he's gonna be the difference maker for the chiefs i agree uh jones is gonna be a huge um difference maker um as well so for the chiefs alone um i think it's solely going to fall on the shoulders of mahomes solely because he needs to be able to dot up the defense, keep that defense on the field, keep them tired, like you were saying, and then make it <laughs> worthwhile and come away with points. Don't walk off the field with any three and outs. Um, and then, of course, Chris Jones getting to the quarterback and making it happen. For the Eagles to win, you're right. It's got to be Miles Sanders. It's got to be the trenches. It's got to be Jalen Hurts. I agree with that. Um, I, but my main person I was going to say have to step up for the Super Bowl Darius Slay. Um, big play Slay. He needs to make something happen. He needs to shut down um, Kelsey. He needs to shut down Juju. He needs to shut down MVS. Now, corners have played tight ends before. The question is, how often will they do that? Because I, there's no linebacker in the league that's keeping up with Kelsey. So how often do you think they're going to shadow Slay? You know, zone him to follow Kelsey. I don't know if they need to. You don't think so? You think they got enough coverage everywhere else? I, th- I think they're. I don't think they're good. I mean, I, th- I mean, it's kind of useless to spy Mahomes at this point. There's no reason to, especially if the spy, because the guy that's normally in charge of spying is either going to be a safety, which you can get away with a little bit more now, especially since McCall Hardman's not going to be playing and there's no Tyree kill on this offense to beat you over the top. So you, like, it's the safety that's going to be spying Mahomes if they do instead of the linebacker. Um, 
but I don't think you need to spy Mahomes at this point. It's if you if you're gonna double somebody, double Kelsey, and their defense is good enough, just get pressure. Just just take a just take a page out of the Giants 07 in 2011. Yeah, I think a lot of stunts. I think a lot of end arounds. I think they're gonna get to Mahomes. I'm gonna call it three sacks in the Super Bowl. That's not gonna surprise me at all from that defense. Six um, sacks. Oh wow. I you know, think, I'm gonna, I think Hassan Reddick has a day. You think so? I mean, Hassan Reddick has looked fantastic this year. Um, I actually bet on him last week uh, to get a sack, and he did. So, I mean, maybe I need to, to put a little more on it because I, 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 I saw a stat the other day. I can't find the exact most anymore. I've been looking for it for the past few minutes. But there is one thing that is in – there is another thing that's in Mahomes in Kansas City's favor is that obviously the Super Bowl is played at a neutral site. Um, for the most part, every once in a while you get lucky, and the team that makes the Super Bowl happens to be playing at home that, that only that like Brady did when he was in Tampa. But hmm. but the team, the uh, the Eagles are the designated home team for the Super Bowl this, this coming Sunday, and the team that has been the designated home team has uh, – I don't know if it's exact, but I – it, they've lost 22 out of the last 33 Super Bowls. So being the designated home team has been a disadvantage lately. <clears throat> yes, but the Eagles were one of the teams that wore their home color jerseys and still beat Tom Brady-led Patriots. So, just throwing that out there. Without Big Dick Nick, though, is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> they need to just quickly sign him just in case. <laughs> uh, yes. But... Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, most <laughs> colored jerseys in the Super Bowl lose. And again, it's, I don't know if it's Quinkadink or Scripted or whatever, but at the end of the day, I, dude, that Andy Reid and that Chiefs offense, they're deadly for a reason. But any other final projections for this game? <sighs> mm, it's a tough one. No, I think... <clears throat> I think we've pretty much said all we can say about the Super Bowl. Other than have fun, it's going to be a doozy. Um, Grab wings and beer. Wings yeah. and beer. One other thing, though, before we go. Um, we are going further with our link tree. We're still getting that going. Uh, we have all of our links up. Uh, we're also looking into getting merch. Uh, that's going to be at a later date. Um, so we're going to be setting up a business page soon as well. So thank you for all your support there. Um, thank you for all your time. Let's keep that going, and then we're also going to have some more videos and TikToks. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share, comment. Don't forget to tell your grandma to get her dentures off my nightstand.